and welcome back to the podcast where NFL Week 4 is upon us tonight. Bengals, Dolphins, gonna be a crazy game to us. Uh, Joe Burrow going at it, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, all them guys, Chase, gonna be an exciting game. Uh, is too affected by that back injury? I don't know, we'll see. But that back injury was definitely a head injury, <laughs> and they're trying to pass it off as a back injury to avoid, you know, certain things in the NFL and Players Association. So I can't wait to see what the Dolphins do tonight against the Bengals. I have the Bengals winning. It's only because I believe a little more in Joe Burrow and what the Bengals have accomplished. It's been three weeks. You know, we got we got a long season ahead of us, and there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and evaluating I need to see more from the Dolphins, evaluating. You know, and uh, I think Tua's going to play. He's questionable, but he's going to play to me. I, I you know, I, I don't see how he's not going to play. I think he's, if he's going to come back in the game with a concussion, and if he's saying it's a back injury and he's going through the protocols, I, I have a feeling he's going to play tonight. But hey, a lot of injuries stacking up for the Chargers. Uh, I hate to see that. What is going on with uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos? What is why? Why did the Chiefs lose to the Colts? Uh, the, these these storylines uh, they come out of nowhere because the the Chiefs go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this coming weekend. You know, a night game, big game. You got Tom Brady versus the young guy. They're building it up like that. Uh, we're gonna see who comes out on top. Tom Brady hasn't looked the best. In the first few weeks, there's obviously a lot going on in his life, so we don't know if that will keep carrying over. That offense just looks stagnant. They're they're not moving it great. You know, Mike Evans, he was suspended from the last game, yeah, but the last couple games, they they weren't moving it like they used to. Maybe Julio comes in, makes a huge difference. You know, they they signed Cole Beasley, but he you know sitting on the couch comes off, starts playing. Cole Beasley. He's okay. He's older. That's just the truth of the matter. I believe his good years are behind him. It gives Tom Brady another weapon, but his good years are behind him. Same with the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a great week one, solid week two, fell off week three, couldn't get it going. We're seeing this with a few teams. They're having a hard time jump-starting. You see it with the Bills. Uh, you know, 500-some yards of offense and against the Dolphins, and all of a sudden, they can't convert. So, we're seeing this. Some teams, it's early. That's what. That's why we all need to take a step back when it comes to the Dolphins. It's so early. We need to see more from Tua. Look, I think he's going to be a great quarterback. When you throw six touchdowns, it so shows you are capable. He has a lot of weapons. When you put a lot of weapons with a new head coach and a new system... Because Brian Flores was a defensive coach. Let's not take that, you know, everything that happened with him. I think he was wronged 100% with the Dolphins. But he was always a defensive coach. And he got that defensive right before he left. So, the defense is solid with that team. And then you bring in an offensive-minded coach. And, of course, head coach that's offensive-minded, he's going to make Tua look really good. And I think Tua's got, you know, skills and stuff. But this is what I like when coaches come in and they play to the strengths of their players. And we've seen that with Mike uh, McDaniels coming in, uh, McDaniels, and playing to the strengths of Tua. You know, Tua's not the most mobile. He's got a good arm. 
He can sling it to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, and they can get out and run. And you know he he's got an okay deep deep arm. He's not Mahomes by any means. He doesn't have a bazooka on him, but he's got a good decent arm, and it works. It's working in Miami for the Dolphins. But this is why I believe in Joe Burrow a little more tonight. There's that X factor with Joe Burrow. There's that extra layer of what he can do. Now, I know, he's going to go into early retirement if they don't protect him. That's not on him. That's on the the offensive line. All right, I love what what I've seen from Joe Burrow. Composure. He hasn't looked the best, but I love that he is still a fighter, and he has that composure and fight to not give up. Even in games that are, you know, out of reach, they're not going to win, but I have more faith in the Bengals because they have proven it last year. Now, the Dolphins could prove it this year. I don't think they're going to get a win tonight. You know, if if by the slightest chance Tua doesn't play, the Bengals will win. The Bengals are due for a win. Uh, I have been really off with my predictions, though, lately. So that that's, that's on me. I haven't been predicting anything right. Way worse than last year. Way worse. I have the Bengals, though, winning tonight. I think the Bengals will show up, have a good defensive effort against Tua or whoever's playing quarterback. Um, Yeah, I got the Bengals winning tonight. You know, another team that (laughs) I saw from this past week that were blowing up are the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I'm in the NFC East, so I see the Eagles quite a bit. I know that team quite well, and I have to say... All the speculation, the Eagles are the real deal. It sucks. It sucks to say it, but the Eagles are the real deal in the NFC East. I have them winning that division. I have them winning our division. Um, I I picked the commanders against them. I thought maybe the Eagles will fall off a little bit. They didn't, of course. But I have the uh, Eagles winning uh, this coming week again. And the commanders, you know... Commanders, we got a lot of issues we got to work through. Wentz didn't look great. We put up only eight points. I'm not too thrilled with that. But the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, he has improved drastically. I mean, th- this guy drastically. He's he's gotten way better over the last year. And it and I'm and I'm not just blowing him up like some people are blowing up. <laughs> uh, you know, Tua. And you know they're making it. They're making it so Tua is this this star already after a few games of playing good. We have seen development from Jalen Hurts. Okay, he's the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. All right, through the first three games, I'm going to read you the stats here for Jalen Hurts through his first three games. He had versus Detroit 243 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, with an 80.6 QBR. All right. <laughs> Week 2, Minnesota, 333 yards, 1 TD, 1 interception, 108.7 passer rating. Huge step up. All right, week 3, 340 yards, 3 TDs, 0 interceptions, 123.5 QBR rating. Yeah, that's a big passer rating. And what have we seen each week? Steps, steps, steps. Getting better. And we've seen it over the last few years. He is just progressing like crazy. He has taken it to another level. He's taking it to another level. And I I am ready to put Jalen Hurts up there in the MVP 
conversation. I'm not ready to put Tua anywhere near that. Now, don't get me wrong. Tua's a a good QB. Tua, I I think Tua is solid. You know, I I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But you know, through his first few weeks, he has gotten really good too. 270 yards, one TD, one interception, or excuse me, one one TD, no interceptions, 104.4 QBR. Second week, this is when he had a huge game. 469 yards against Baltimore, six TDs, two interceptions, 124.1 passer rating. And then in Buffalo, 186 yards, one TD, zero interceptions, 123.8. So these guys are on the same statistical level. Excuse me, but when it comes to who I would take more, it's definitely Jalen Hurts. He has more mobility. He has shown years of progression and gotten better each year. Okay, he's got a couple more weapons with, I mean, you know, they, they're kind of similar on weapons. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they're, they're fast guys. I think the Eagles have more of a traditional depth at wide receiver. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown, you got Devontae Smith, got a couple other guys there, like the tight end. But I just don't know why people are jumping the gun and putting Tua up in this elite category. With Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like, it, we got to pump the brakes here. Pump the brakes. Okay? Tua is going, I, I guarantee, Tua is going to get there if he keeps this progression up. If the Dolphins are for real, some people have them as the next Bengals. The Bengals kind of laid under the radar, got their wins. All of a sudden, they're in the Super Bowl. That could happen for the Dolphins. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying let's just wait till week eight before we start proclaiming Tua as the next coming of MVP quarterbacks. Because as far as I'm concerned, there's like three guys ahead of him. All right, we we need to calm down. And you know we're talking about the Eagles. The Eagles have a great defense, couple star corners, lock up the defense for them. A good pass rush. They're the best team in our division in the NFC East. And Jalen Hurts taking his game to another level he honestly has so I'm on the Jalen Hurts train I'm not on the Tua train yet I'm getting ready to board that train just need to see a little more just you know just a little more from Tua now I, I do like Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wallet. you can't can't go wrong with those guys so, you know they got a great 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 team uh, up there and McDaniels I'm impressed with them they got a great team up there and they're you know Miami and Love it. Can't wait to see what the Dolphins do. I want to jump on uh, staying in the NFC East. I want to jump on the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. We have talked about the Cowboys in the past and the dysfunctional family that they are. And Jerry's the dad who you know, has to spoil the kids and the kids want to be spoiled. And right now he's got one of he, he's trying to say he's trying to say one of the siblings is better than, you know, the oldest. And we have Cooper Rush going up against Dak Prescott, and that's what we have now. That's what Jerry has created. He has created a quarterback controversy in Dallas. Yeah, He's saying stuff like, uh, you know, if Cooper Rush plays as good as Dak did uh, when Tony Romo was going out, then we might have something to talk about. You know, if, he, if he's playing that great. Cooper Rush has looked great. Cooper Rush has held down the fort. Don't get me wrong. But this is what Jerry does. 
This is what Jerry does. Jerry does. He creates controversy. He does it with his own franchise. I love when everybody talks about how dysfunctional franchises are, but we totally gloss over the dysfunction that's in the Dallas Cowboys organization. When you have somebody like Jerry Jones as an owner who is constantly meddling, and everyone knows that he's the coach, everyone knows that, you know, <laughs> McCarthy, he isn't he isn't the one calling the shots. You know, everyone knows it's Jerry. You go to Jerry if you have an issue. And I got to be honest, this shows a lot about him and Dak's relationship. Normally, he was talking, he'd say, you know, we're, Cooper Rush is going to hold it down. He's going to play great. Uh, he's our he's our backup, and we trust in Cooper Rush, but we can't wait to get Dak back. That's all you got to say. And Dak's rumored to be coming back week four, week five. I got to be honest, if Cooper Rush keeps playing the way he is, I don't know what Jerry's going to do. Cowboys fans should be worried because we have no idea what Jerry's going to do. If you know, He's kind of off his rocker. We have no idea. If, he, if Cooper Rush comes out and throws three TDs this week and then four next week, something crazy like that, watch out because Dak Prescott's job is in trouble then. You know Jerry will keep going with it. He's done it in the past. He's done it in the past. We're going to stick with the hot hand. That's what we're going to do. And then that's all she wrote. And then you know, he's already upset at Dak. Their relationship, he sat across the table and said, you got me with that contract. I mean, he, he kind of fleeced Jerry Jones with that contract. Now looking back, it's a pretty good deal for what Dak is. Now the cap keeps going up each year. But he fleeced him. So Jerry's mad. Jerry's always been mad at that. Jerry didn't want to pay Dak that much, but he paid Dak that much. And now he's seeing that, hey, Cooper Rush paying him hardly anything, and look what Cooper Rush is doing. I gotta be honest, Cooper Rush has looked good. Personally, I think he's looked good. I think he's looked, you know, kind of like Dak. You know, I've always said this. Dak is Kirk Cousins. And people don't want to, you know, look at that. But he's always been Kirk Cousins to me. He's done enough. Gone to the playoffs. I'm falling short. That's what Kirk does. I don't trust Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. You have to be crazy to trust, trust Kirk Cousins. I've seen it. Like four years in Washington, get to the big game that he needs to get to and throws a pick. You know, I, I, I'm just, I'm tired of these quarterbacks being so passive. Last year, Dak was in the playoffs, and you know, 13 seconds. Look what the Chiefs did and got that off. Dak, you know, ran it. You got to be aware. You got to go down a little bit quicker. All right, then running it as far as you can, then going down and getting up and trying to spike the ball. Okay, there's there's blunders by Dak Prescott, just like there's blunders by Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill. These guys are great during the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs, they seem to fall short. And and, and Jerry is going to, with how crazy Jerry is, Jerry's going to take an idea that he has and he's going to run with it. Now, do I think the Cowboys are a dangerous team? Of course I do. They got Micah Parsons. All right, number 11, when people come out, they see him. That dude is crazy. Of course they have an amazing team. I love what I've seen from the Cowboys defense. They're an elite defense right now. I'll admit that. Now, I believe Cowboys will do what Cowboys always do when it comes to the playoffs. I believe they'll shrink and not win. You know, it doesn't mean we can't have fun during the regular season, right? They're a solid team right now. Cooper Rush, uh, I like what I've seen from Cooper Rush. I'm not going to sit here and... I'll say that Cooper Rush is a terrible backup. He's a good backup. But you got to stick with Dak, don't you? We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what kind of rift this causes. 
Because I gotta tell you, if Cooper Rush keeps winning, it gets harder and harder to go back to Dak Prescott. And you'll see that team realize, wow, we're winning with Cooper Rush. Wow, Dak's our quarterback. Quarterback, excuse me, but man, it's nice winning with Cooper Rush. And, you know, everyone wrote them off. You know, right when Dak went out, and you know, you had the the offensive line, Tyron Smith. He went out. And you you just you had these things happen where everyone wrote the Cowboys off. And right now, Cooper Rush is kind of reviving them, kind of saying, "Wait a minute, we're not written off." And I got to be honest, I think Jerry loves that. And I think he loves seeing Dak nervous about his job in a, in the sad, you know, sad situation that it is. But Jerry Jones will do this. He's done this for years. Nothing is going to change with it. Cowboys fans, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, at least with the Commanders, all of our issues are somewhat out there, except for those emails, which I believe will you know, eventually get out there, and Daniel Snyder will have to sell the team. But, you know, but, you know at least our dysfunction is well known. Nobody talks about us. Nobody talks about us. So our dysfunction is well known. The Cowboys' dysfunction is still hidden. And Jerry likes to keep it hidden. He wants to keep it that way. He does. He doesn't want the dysfunction out there. He wants to make everyone think, no, no, no. But when you are as meddling as he is, that dysfunction will no doubt just come out. It's just going to. All right. Well... I've gone on and on about the Dallas Cowboys way too much right now. <laughs> I don't mind, you know, talking about them, but as a Washington fan, i got to be honest, we're dysfunctional. And, you know, it's hard talking about the Cowboys. It is, you know, as a Washington fan, like I said. All right, let's kick it off. Let's go to our epic highs and lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. Oh, thank you so much for that, Archie. And what I loved this week was New York Yankees star Aaron Judge hit 61st home run of the season, tying Roger Maris. And it's a mark in history that will never be forgotten. I love it. I love that uh, this happened. I was hoping it would happen, like, for like six games, they were walking him, and yeah, it didn't look good, it's kind of sad, uh, <laughs> but I I really love that he broke, you know, this record to tie it up, and I, who knows, he'll, he'll probably keep hitting them up into the playoffs, and I I don't mind it, I think, I think it's fun for the Yankees fans too, I, it's kind of awesome, um, now it's on to my low of the week. And that is the Tua, the concussion slash back injury, just not a good look for the NFL. I'm I'm not too happy about this. I I wish everything would work out with the NFL and NFL Players Association. I hope it all works out. I hope there's not a lawsuit. We'll see what happens though. I I don't like uh, <laughs> I don't like the situation uh, that the Dolphins are in, Tua's in, or the NFL's in right now. That was my low of the week. Guy was wobbling when he was getting up. That's not a back injury. Fell down. It's not a back injury. That's just a head injury. I hope it all works out. I, uh, I, tough situation for the NFL. Alrighty. Well, it's time to go over my, uh, predictions for week four. And, um, last week did not go as I had planned. I am eight and eight, uh, in week three. 
which brings my grand total to 27 and 21. I need to improve that this week. Uh, some games that are going to be interesting to watch. Oh, you know, we got the Chiefs and the Bucks. So, like, that's the game of the week that I'm kind of looking at and be like, okay, this game is all eyes are on Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. So, that's my big prediction game. And I'm going to get to that. But we're going to start off tonight with the Bengals and the Dolphins. And, you know, as we talked about earlier, I have the Bengals winning this game 17 14 against the Dolphins. We don't know what two is going to be uh, tonight. We don't know if he's playing. I, I believe in Joe Burrow this season. Um, I believe the Bengals will find a way to win, even though that line is terrible and they need to protect Joe Burrow. I have the Bengals winning this game. It's going to be a little closer. It's going to be Bengals win 17 14. Um, now, if Tua plays, my, my prediction still stands if Tua plays. I'm going to stick with that. All right. Then we got the Vikings and the Saints. <laughs> okay. This game is going to be played, and this game, I think it's going to be played in London. Yeah, I think I think it's in London. Um, and the Vikings play the Saints. I have the Vikings winning. Jameis Winston hasn't looked the best. He hasn't looked... Uh, he, he doesn't look great every year. He puts up great numbers, but he also has so many turnovers each year. And Kirk Cousins and that team, I, I got the Vikings winning. I like what I've seen from them, kind of middle of the road, but they get the win here, 23-14. Seahawks at Lions, I'm going to give the edge to the Lions this week. Um, I, I The Lions have a lot of fight in them. They have a lot of passion. Uh, Cam, Dan Campbell's got them playing uh, great football. They, they got a lot of guys. Jared Goff didn't look too bad. Yeah, he threw four touchdowns in that game against my commanders. He hasn't looked bad this year. I got the the Lions getting the win here. Kind of a little bit of an upset. 21-13. You know, and Geno Smith and the Seahawks, he's Geno Smith. And we talked about this. But I have the Lions getting the win here. Jets at Steelers. No big surprise here. I got the Steelers winning. Uh, did I? Yeah, I got the Lions winning that game. 21-13. Yeah, against the... Oh my gosh, I already forgot. Gosh, the Seahawks at the Lions. I got them, the Lions winning. Okay, then moving on to the Jets at Steelers. I got the Steelers winning 14-10. to Even though Mitch Trubisky hasn't gotten that offensive going, uh, he hasn't got a, gotten that offense like moving well down the field. He, he seems to scramble a little bit too much. He doesn't make the big-time throws that I think Kenny Pickett can make. I still have them pulling out this win against the Jets. Um, even though that Zach Wilson's been cleared, it's going to take a little bit for him to get back in a rhythm. So I have the Steelers winning and winning 14 to 10. All right. I got the Giants winning this week when the Bears come to town 21-17. I loved what I've seen from the Giants. And they got Saquon Barkley's back. He's back running. LeBron James is tweeting about it. He's back doing his thing. So I have the Giants uh, beating the Bears, 21-17. Justin Fields got to pick it up. Just got to pick it up. All righty. Then we got the Titans at Colts. Easy pick here. I'm going Titans. Ryan Tannehill is, he's okay. I think they need to put in Malik Willis. I think he'll be better, but uh, I still have the Titans winning here. They have Derrick Henry. I think they're just a solid team. They get the win, 24-13. All right, moving on, we have the Chargers at Texans. And the Texans just, you know, they're the Texans. We don't have to talk about this much. Chargers win 14-10. Uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. Now, the Chargers have been <laughs> uh, 
plagued with injuries. Joey Bosa is you know out for the year, it looks like. So I have the Chargers, though, still getting the win because it's the Texans, 14-10. Then we got the Browns at Falcons. I do like Jacoby Brissett over Marcus Mariota. I do. I think the Browns have the the edge here. So I'm going to give them the win, 28-14. I got to give them the win. And then we got the Cowboys, uh, Commanders at Cowboys. And I... You know what? I'm gonna give my commanders the win here. I, I've been talking about the about the Cowboys and Cooper Rush and everything great they've been doing. I feel like they could hit a wall this week against my commanders. I feel like Wentz is gonna to want to play a little better. I have my commanders winning in an upset, 21-17. Obviously, a lot of different avenues that this game could go down. I just like how you know my commanders have looked. So 21-17, uh, commanders beat the Cowboys. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe Cooper Rush will go off and play great. Okay, and the Jaguars at Eagles. I have the Eagles winning because they are the best team in the NFC East. They're going to uh, beat Jacksonville, even though I love Trevor Lawrence, what I've seen, Doug Peterson. I still, I still prefer the Eagles over the Jags this week simply because Jalen Hurts can take it to that next level. He has that second gear of running and passing. His passing has improved. So I have Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles winning 31-23. Bills at Ravens. I have the Bills bouncing back after kind of an embarrassing loss Josh Allen had to the Dolphins. Uh, couldn't convert on that fourth down. And then just 500 yards of offense, over 500 yards, and just couldn't get the win. Doesn't make much sense. I have the Bills uh, beating the Ravens, even though I like Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson is having a great year. He is <laughs> on pace to break records this year, rushing and passing. So I have Lamar Jackson high on my list of quarterbacks, but I have the Bills as an overall team just a little better. Okay, then we're going to move on. We have the um, Cardinals at the Panthers. I have to give the edge here to Baker Mayfield. I don't know what we have really in Kyler Murray and that Cardinals team. I, I'm more confused than I was week one. And so until they figure it out, I'm going to be confused about the Cardinals. Whereas at least with the Panthers... They kind of have some ups and downs, but, you know, Baker Mayfield still got more fight in him, I think, and I think Baker Mayfield and the Panthers get the win, 17-13. All right, then we got the Broncos at Raiders. This division, the AFC West, is up and down again. Injuries, Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, they haven't looked the best together, you know, and the Raiders haven't looked great at all. They need to get their first win. 0-3 isn't great. Devontae Adams thought it'd be different, but you know what? You traded in a Ferrari and Aaron Rodgers for a sedan with Derek Carr, and I'm it's just the truth. So the Broncos will uh, prevail here, and the Raiders will still be 0-4. The Broncos get the win 21-13. I think the offense will click a little bit um, come Sunday at an afternoon game. Not a lot of a lot of eyes on the game, but not as much as a night game. So uh, I got the Broncos beating the Raiders 21-13. All right, I got the Packers winning against the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers, Bill Belichick, a lot of respect for each other. But I liked what I saw from the Packers. And this is going to be a close game. I got the Packers winning 21-20. All right. Then we're going to hop over. We have the biggest game of the week. Chiefs at Buccaneers Sunday night. I love this matchup. And the game is being played, I believe, I've seen reports, it could still be played in Tampa. I have no idea if that's true or not. We'll see what happens there. But the Chiefs will win 31-21. Because even though I like Brady, I think the offense will get going tonight, or, you know, Sunday night, 
with Brady. A little bit better. It's going to score some more points. But the Chiefs will prevail 31-21. I like Mahomes and the weapons he has there. All right, then we have Rams at 49ers on Monday night. Jimmy G's back. Matthew Stafford. Head-to-head, here we go. Kyle Shanahan has a great record with Jimmy G. Said they got to get him in football shape. He's got George Kittle. That connection's going to build back up. I, though, have the Rams beating the 49ers, even though all that is true. They still got to get Jimmy G going. Excuse me. So the Rams will win 14-10. I just like Matthew Stafford and the weapons he's got. Cooper Cup, you know. That defense looks great. Bobby Wagner, Aaron Donald. But they have to kickstart it a little bit. They're in a little bit of a Super Bowl slump. So they have to kickstart a little bit. Now, those are, so the Rams win 14-10. Those are my week four predictions. We're going to see where, where it falls this week because I was not happy with my record last week. 8-8, eight and eight, yeah, I got to do better than that. I got to do better than that. I got I to gotta, I gotta start predicting some of these games right. It's been hard. You know, I thought I thought for sure that, you know, the Broncos would be better, the Raiders would be better, the Chargers would be better. I thought, you know, the Chiefs, even though they've looked good, they kind of lost against the Colts, which was bad. So I, I, I thought they kind of didn't look right. So I thought they would be crazy top echelon. That division's going to get a little bit messy as we keep going in the season because I think these teams will get progressively better as by week 10 they're going to be rolling. And as far as my commanders go, I got us winning this weekend against the Cowboys. I'm trying to be optimistic here. I believe we can get this win, but you never know. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This has been Passage to Patrick. Uh, follow me on all my social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, leave a review. Leave us a, a subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and have a good one.